0: Today we we will, the theme in terms of our Sunday service uh, sermon is on transitioning and um, I just felt that um, it was difficult for me to say everything in the way which I would want to say, you know, within the time that uh, we have for the Sunday service uh, sermon so i thought maybe i can try and grow it a little bit more in the bible study so the stuff i'll be saying some of most of it is not in the sunday uh, service someone which you'll be receiving later um the long and the short why i feel this is a very important sharing um for some time now for some time now i've really been thinking and much of last week eh, or this week which is about to end this COVID 19 situation i mean needless to say has fundamentally in the most major way reorganized um, um, i think a better word even destabilized life you know completely you know life as we knew it has been completely uh, being jolted to the very core <clears throat> excuse me so i i've been thinking and uh, you know prayerfully also um how will life be post covid 19. i don't know if you've ever thought about it because i think it's a very fundamental issue one year of the kind of disruption which <clears throat> has happened to not just us on an individual level and it has happened to us on an individual level but socially, and even better put, at a very global level. So, either you're talking about the church, or you're talking about jobs, talking about businesses, talking about family, parenting. I mean, literally everything has been, you know, jolted um, big time. And it is my very, 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 very personal and very strong conviction that there is absolutely no way that life will go back to the way we knew it, at least not in the immediate, at least not in the immediate and even better put, even better put, even the things which may have a semblance of normalcy after, one, it will not happen immediately, like I just mentioned, but two, it will have, um, there will be certain aspects of that semblance of normalcy um that will be very uh, different it will be very very different so it will take time to get a semblance of normalcy and even when that happens you will there will be some glaring um you know differences in in respect to how we were before either again we're talking of business we're talking about um, our own personal life i think even the way we look at mortality you know you know life and death and all those things uh, spiritually, spiritually, think about it. I mean, there are certain summons which will have a bit of an ish. You know, the people will not be very quick to embrace certain statements which had become cliches some time back, which had become commonplace some time back. Um, there are certain things which will have to be f- framed differently, um, messaged differently. Um uh, faith the message of faith for example will have to be will have to be uh, framed very differently for it to start making sense against the backdrop of a year or probably a year plus you know of covid disruption and so i've been thinking and I've been telling myself look i mean there's absolutely no way this level of disruption this level of uh, fundamental changes will um uh, um go without having a huge impact on life in the future and so I shared and you'll be getting this the sermon later I I shared in our sermon today and you'll be listening to that uh, the whole issue of using this period as a period to transition okay and, and transition um you know uh, seasons uh, that are in between what you may call uh, you know uh, a major a major, Uh, a shift into a new plateau or a new landscape in our life as we know it. And so you listen to the sermon and I'm sure you're going to get a couple of things. But um, there's certain technical things which I say there. Sometimes I feel maybe I use certain certain phrases which, you know, unless I break it down to consumables, it can probably just pass without uh, being understood. So I'll try to be a little uh, more easier so that I can be able to bring the meaning more closer home and uh, just break it to more you know um, uh, finer uh, 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 detail so so we are entering into a new territory so that's that's what we're trying to say and i put in my notes here that um, as we advance toward the fulfillment of god's design for our lives we will inevitably arrive at points where we cross from one level or territory into another so life is about moving from one stage or moving from one phase Moving from one landscape, you know, you know, or one season to another. These transitions are uh, represented in the natural as new initiatives. Those initiatives may include things like new jobs, new businesses, new partners, new ministries, and 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 you know that will definitely be the case moving forward. Invariably, places a greater demand on us. So as long as you're moving into a new territory, you're moving into um, uh, uh, what you may call uh, uh, a new phase in your life, uh, certain demands are placed on you because obviously you cannot transit effectively while you are still carrying with you the old mentalities of where you came from. Okay? I mean, just think about, for example, marriage. You cannot transit into marriage effectively if you still carry the mentalities of bachelorhood or spinsterhood. You know and they're still the 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 dominant um, thought patterns which um, you're moving into marriage with okay that's what i'm trying to say in a very very simplified way at the same time they provide the opportunity to, to access greater authority and blessings in the spiritual realm every every transition every transition is an opportunity for god to reveal his glory much more okay so you'll never know um, let me let me rephrase it you can only draw so much grace at whatever level you are in you cannot draw so much anointing or power or you know uh, or or resource Uh, if you remain in one place you can only draw so much okay after you draw whatever it is supposed to draw either it's God's glory God's power God's, God's anointing um, for you to be able to see much more, greater, much more, you know, powerful, uh, more advanced, uh, you know, uh, uh, presence or glory or all that, then it means you have to enter into a new challenge, and that's why problems are opportunities for God to reveal His glory. Okay crisis are opportunities for us to enter into a new place whereby we begin to see God in a different shade, in a different light. And we appreciate him a little more because now we start seeing okay, he's not only a God who can provide for me as a bachelor. He's a God who can take care of me in this other. He's not only a God who can provide for me doing a kiosk or doing a certain biashara. You know, he's the same God who can provide for me doing a supermarket or whatever it is. So, whenever we are moving into new arenas of life, it is an opportunity for God's glory and God's power um, uh, um, or for us, to put it in the manner which I put here, to access greater authority and blessings in the spiritual realms. At these junctures, it is imperative that we hold firm to the foundational truth established and internalized over the course of our journey so that we enter into the new territory with a strong sense of purpose and vision. Now, that is very simply saying there are certain fundamentals that don't change irrespective of where you get into okay uh, one of the biggest challenge in Christendom, and especially in the area of change is how do you change without compromising it's 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 a major challenge how do you how do you be okay how can you be flexible enough to enter into new different arenas you know i mean uh, how can you be flexible enough to, to 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 change without losing the fundamentals and the foundational truths which should and must never change so The person who answers the question of foundational versus flexibility is a person who will be able to make this transition with a great measure of wisdom, because that's the wisdom which we need. There are things that don't change our faith in God, our love for God, our um, service to humanity. There are certain things which don't change. Okay. Because they are foundational. You know, foundations are built the same everywhere. I mean, it doesn't matter how a building will look up here. But foundations are always foundations are always done dug deep, you know, and you have to make them very sturdy to hold the building. So foundations are not things you want to tweak. You, you, you don't go experimenting with foundations. Foundations have only one format and that is strong, steady, get good ground, mount your, you know, uh, concrete or steel or whatever it is in a way that it will be able to sustain the weight of the building. So there are things we don't want to be very flexible about and one of them is foundation. So there are things we all need and preferably what I'm trying to say here is that we need to kind of have a one page cut into two, okay, or we split into two, Uh, split into two, not cut into two, split into two and have what you may call foundations of your life. Okay, there are things that don't change. Okay, and then there are areas which are flexible. There are things that you can change. Okay, let me give a good example. um, in the area, for example, of preaching, okay, which is an area which I'm um, a little more um, are familiar with, okay, there are certain foundational things that, um, you know, will not change. There's a certain doctrine, you know, value structure that does not move, does not shift, okay, but there are certain you know, um, uh, things that um, uh, shift with time because we live in a society that is constantly evolving and changing. Fashions will change. Modes of communication will change. Right now we are using online communication. All these things can change. But the fundamentals, for example, of the integrity of the Bible as God's, you know, uh, inerrant or infallible word of God, which has got no error, which should not be, um uh, uh, viewed as suggestions vis-a-vis it should always be you know God's you know ultimate truth and commandment. Those things don't change. They must remain the fidelity of God's word doesn't change. Okay. The method, the methods, rather, the methods, the avenues by which we present it, how we how we dress when we do it, some of those things may change with time because of the evolving nature of our society. But there are certain fundamentals that remain, you know. Unchangeable. Okay. So in every transition, it is important to be able to know what are the foundations that are moving into the next phase with things that don't change. Okay. That remain there. Okay. We shall always value prayer. We shall always value the integrity of God's word. Those things don't change. Okay. But then there are other things which we may be able to tweak. And I think the the sentiment is uh, clear. So um, um, the word here is. foundational truths established and internalized eh, over the course of our journey things that you have picked along the way uh, so that we can be able to enter into the new territory with strong sense of purpose and vision so i think that is clear israelites move you know prepare to move from one level um or, or, or let's put it this way. as the israelites prepare to move from one level and that is egypt um of operation and lifestyle in the wilderness to another which is a promised land god forwarned them about the challenges ahead okay new territories although so rich in resources and put this way don't get so caught up with the richness of where you're going that you forget that there's a process that is going to make you be able to transit effectively and become a partaker of those resources i don't know if i made that clear so the promised land was a land of milk and honey. That's what I'm going to say, okay? So the fact that it was a land of milk and honey doesn't mean that there were no challenges. Remember there were people who were standing to withstand them to be able to get into that place. So there was a requirement for them to become equipped to change their understanding and mentalities and everything else. So it will require those new understandings, require those new mentalities or require, you know, being equipped for us to be able to enter into those rich resources so the people who get so caught up with the end product that they forget that the end product is arrived you know into uh, through some process and most times that process is uh, quite um, arduous It's quite um, uh, challenging okay new territories or new seasons or new landscapes uh, uh, um must always be approached with the so must always be approached with the correct frame of reference okay and i'll explain that as we move on okay possessing the promised land was a fulfillment of god's promise to his servant abraham so this did not happen you know it's it's not like moses discovered oh by the way we can go to we can go to israel no uh, the correct frame of 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 reference is what did god say way back you don't think along the way there has to be some prophetic thrust in which you are operating from so that you can be able to enter into this place so we don't enter into new plateaus or new places or new you know uh, landscapes in our lives you know and 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 we do so as as we guess our way into that place no no that's not the way that's not the way to look at it okay So the Israelites were connecting with the plan of God orchestrated before they were born. There was a reference. So as you transit, there should be a reference. What is God saying? What has God said? Because if you don't do that, it will be very easy to be moved away from the vision and from the the objective or the purpose or the aim or the goal or the target which God has put before you. <laughs> Please understand. I think I, I get this example one time. Uh, look at Jesus. Jesus comes into the scene with a very clear frame of mind of what needs to be fulfilled, and no wonder he is not distracted. He doesn't have a hazy, fuzzy kind of, a, you know, b- outlook. He, he is, he is so clear. It is so clear his mandate. So even when he is tempted to become a king, which is fairly prestigious. I mean, he runs away, but essentially he hid himself. <laughs> you, you understand when people try to get him to, you know, get involved, for example, with the issues to do with um, domestic. So a man was telling Jesus, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. And the Lord was saying, who made me a judge? Of a... In other words, he understands clearly what was spoken concerning his ministry. He has a reference. And, and I think um, I don't to believe at the point because I think the point is uh, clear okay so this thing of moving into the promised land had started with abraham there's a reference so don't transit guessing your way around don't shoot in the dark you know i think the lawyers call it um, uh, there's a term the lawyers use uh Monoko will um, probably you know uh, be able to say this better they call it a fishing expedition okay when you're trying to uh, 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 um, You're trying to win a case without evidence. And so you're just poking here, poking there, hoping that something will come out of your of your, you know, of your exploration. Okay, so they call it a fishing expedition. You have nothing concrete. okay, but you're hoping that somebody is going to kind of, uh, you know, give you a, you a clue or a cue which you can be able to exploit. Okay. So, the prophetic thrust is important, you know, when I mean prophetic, it doesn't have to be something that comes through some, you know, kind of booming voice that sayeth the Lord. No, there has to be those things which you know in your knower about um, where you're going that helps you in your transition to remain focused, then you're not toast back and forth. Okay? So, moving on, and it is important that um, we, we, we we get this right. Uh, our present is a fulfillment of promises of the past and promises and prophecies of the future. Okay. Just, just think about it. Our present, which is our today moment, eh, is a fulfillment of promises of the past. Okay. And prophecies of the future. Where we are today, in God, if you are in an accurate position in God, then that accurate position in God was a prophecy of the past. Okay, and it is a fulfillment of promises that God had issued concerning you in the past. So it means then that even moving into the future, then we have to be clear of what God is saying about our future then you can able to transit and move the point i'm trying to drive here is that a lot of people just flow with the flow okay and the devil is a master in destruction detours and all manner of of of, of relaying you and tracking you yeah that's what that side tracking you you know railroading you yeah that's a better english word yeah? removing you from your rail, you know the, the way a train can move from you know railroading you completely getting you off your track. satan is a master of tweaking something so little if you don't constantly calibrate i live next to a railway here okay and i can tell you once and again you see all these uh, characters you know who work uh, you know for the railways you know they come with the equipment to calibrate huh I think the word would be to recalibrate eh? because you have to constantly keep aligning the tracks so that um, a train does not, you know, step out of track. So there has to be a very deliberate, very pointed um, effort of constantly recalibrating. And, and we do the same thing with our cars, okay? So we always, you know, after once and again, a while we go, we have the, our cars, you know, recalibrated or, or we call them wheel alignment. You find one wheel is a bit off, and so it's causing all sorts of problems, and it can even make you, you know, crash. So, this underscores the importance of generational continuity. And those of you who have followed my preaching for a long time, you know, I've been a very big fan, and when it comes to the things of God, that there should be no gaps. Okay? there should be no gaps the idea i'm not saying that those gaps don't exist they exist because people fail to maximize themselves okay the idea of god is that in any case god is a transgenerational god he is the he is the a god of abraham isaac and jacob so when he comes that's what he says i am the god of abraham isaac and jacob in other words he is transgenerational it means that there is momentum being built that is not being halted by gaps <laughs> you, 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 you understand if, if, if you move you stop you move you stop it takes more energy to restart again ideally what you want is people getting the baton and then they gain the momentum and they gain the momentum so you have us a, a david okay who hands over to solomon and hands him you know both the plans and the resources to build the temple Okay, so when we look at the temple being that has been built and everything else, you have to see that David who played a very big role in keeping that momentum flowing. Okay, okay, now, 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 but you will always see gaps. Can you imagine if King Saul had maximized maximized himself? Can you imagine if a guy like Elisha had maximized? Okay, I don't know if we should call it Elisha or should, should it be Gehazi. I don't know who, who, who missed their part here because Elijah raised Elisha. Elisha played their role. Elijah played their role and there was continuity and there was a double portion of the flow of God's spirit in the life of Elisha. Can you imagine if Gehazi had done enough or Elijah, Elisha, because I'm, again, I'm not so certain who never did their bit correctly here. Imagine if that relationship, you know had a symbiosis symbiosism you know as in they all they all fused together and played their own individual roles the the kind of miracles which are not in the bible that would be in the bible today via the hands of Gehazi who was a servant of Elisha so the point I'm trying to say is that God interest is that there be no generational gaps that what we have is a continuity a continuity the other day we are doing a recording you remember and I was quoting um, I was quoting um, uh, John chapter 8 I believe it is you know uh, verse 31, 32 uh, and you can correct me in case I get it wrong uh, that that says if you continue in my word you are my disciples indeed there is an element of continuity well, then you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You get the the early believers. Bible says uh, you know Acts two. You know uh, the latter part of Acts two says they continued steadfastly. There's an element of continuity. Okay, okay, okay. Those who engage in physical exercise, you know, I mean, really, you don't do so much when you just um, you know do a lot one moment. You know, you you'd even rather do the fifteen minutes continuously. You know, than do one day of exercise and then you know do the next one next year okay so there's an element of continuity that is necessary in the fulfillment of um, the, the the objectives and the purposes of God for our lives so um, generational continuity God commanded the Israelites to diligently instruct and teach their children his laws and principles okay and Rispa will read for me chapter 6 of the book of Deuteronomy. Chapter six, Deuteronomy. There's a Bible here. Chapter six of Deuteronomy. Um, we we'll read verse nine, five to nine. Okay. Chapter six. I remember doing a recording um, hmm, where the scripture talks about um, when you enter the promised land. You know, you you, you should uh, you should leave a few of your Chapter six of Deuteronomy, verse five to nine. So saying that, I remember reading, or rather, doing a recording. Thank you. Um, chapter six, five to nine. Hear ye, O Israel. Six five, six five. Sorry. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on your doorposts of your houses and on your gates. Do you understand? Continuity. There's another good scripture which I'd like to read for you Uh I hope I can get it It should be Mm -hmm. Let's see Let's see if I can get it Yeah, Psalm 44 We have heard with our ears O God, our fathers Have told us I like that We have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have told us Okay, then it says What deeds you did in their days In the days of old, how you drove all the nations with your hand you know and then you planted them in the in the, in the land now look at how the wordings change so we have heard with our ears our fathers have told us now look at how quickly it changes in verse four you are my king o god command victories for jacob in other words the god of our fathers become now our god okay so before he was the god of our fathers okay now all of a sudden now the man has changed and now you are my God, you know and 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 all that. So I was saying that um, there's a time I made a recording and uh, I remember reading a scripture in the Bible where God told them that when you enter the promised land, please do not take out all the the enemies, or the. The, the 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 tribes which you know lived there leave a few so that your children who are born or who have been or, or who have not fought may learn how to fight. Okay, a very fantastic scripture, and we read it uh, you know some some time back. Okay, so all this is important when we're dealing with issues to do with transition. Um um. So the will of God must be passed on intact to the next generation, for them to build on and advance in their appointed time. God's word must impact their work uh, and be the foundation of their mental positions. I think again uh, that is easy enough for us to 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 appreciate. Finally, let me say this: moving into a new territory, moving into a new face, a new you know place in your life, job, relational. Because trust you me. COVID-19 will change our social interactions fundamentally. COVID-19, when it is done and dusted, will change our interaction with church, with pastors, with messages, with how we do business. I mean, some will have to start afresh from start. New opportunities will have to be explored. I mean, there's just a whole new landscape out there. Okay. Moving into a new territory that is full of natural and physical blessing often as a result of fervent is often as a result of fervent and committed prayer. I cannot say that strong enough. We cannot go into the next phase of our lives guessing our way, you know, kind of groping in the dark. There is need for us to become very fervent in prayer so that we can continuously keep our spirit in tune and in sync with God's will. We have to stay very familiar with God's expectation at any given time, okay? Okay, that is so clear. We must must remain in a position also of humility, banishing all elements of self-sufficiency. Where we are going you will you, you you will need God's all-sufficiency because trust you me, you've never been there before. Can you imagine going into a promised land like these guys, went to a promised land and trusting that you're going to know how to go about it? I mean, it's, you know, I love a scripture. I love a scripture. I hope I can get it, uh, oh my goodness, when you want this scripture. It should be chapter 10. Hmm. Can I get this? Okay, I got it. Chapter 11 of Deuteronomy. I love this. This is what God is saying. 11.10 For the land which you go to possess is not like the land of Egypt from which you came from. No, listen, listen, listen. Where you sowed your seed and watered it watered it by foot. You sowed your seed, uli begu. Okay? And when you're putting back the soil after you've dug that little hole, you, you, you use your foot. And you watered it, the Bible says, as a vegetable garden. So God is saying, look, my friends, you need to change the way you think. You need to start relying on me because Egypt, you had very small gardens. Vegetable gardens, kitchen gardens, like the one I have here, very small place. You plant a few, you know, uh, 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 greens. You take a watering can and you, you know, spray. He says, "Listen, listen, listen, guys, I'm about to finish." But the land which you cross over, and that's a very good word. I can preach a whole sermon on crossover because there has to be a crossover mentality. You you have you have to have a new thinking when you're crossing over, okay? The land you cross over to possess is the land of hear this hills, valleys which drink water from the rain of heaven. Now, let's look at it again. So you are coming from a place where you you know watered with a Jerry you know with a watering can, okay? And going into a ten thousand acre You know, space, my friend, you will need rain that comes from heaven. You will need God to be your sufficiency, I'm telling you. And I want us to transit with prayerfully, with humility, and with mindsets, ways of thinking that are Different. Let's ask God to 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 reinforce to ironclad our mentalities because some of us will have to enter into territories, territories you never even envisioned or thought. Yet it was God's plan all along. So I want to finish by saying, guys, let's 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 um, treat this season, this moment, as a transitional period and realize that transitions are very delicate. Transitions are very sensitive. The transition between childhood and adulthood is called adolescence. And you know what can go wrong in adolescence. And you know what goes wrong in adolescence. Very promising children, children who were raised right. Children who had all the fundamentals correct. How they transition from, you know, that tender age. okay, and go through the, the adolescent, you know, space or season can determine how they enter into adulthood. And so this is a very critical time, and I'm convinced, I'll say this in finishing, after a bit of your time, but that I'm convinced, the period we are in right now, we must begin to spiritually align our mind. We We need to start reactivating ourselves, or asking God to reactivate our spirit, to find out what are the things we need to do to enter into the new landscape of life beyond COVID because trust you me, it will be different. The people I'll preach to, when we resume proper, we resume proper physical gathering in church will be very different people. Their names will be the same. It will still be the Munokos and the Mwangis and, and the Eons and, and all the people that I see here, okay? but they will be different because whatever COVID has done has either dented or reorganized or reprioritized or redefined. Certain things have been jolted to the core. And I was giving an example in uh, our Sunday recording, which you'll hear from the sermon. I was saying, just imagine socially, we are being reeducated not to be social yet we are essentially social animals that the people we love most now are the ones we don't want to visit most because of fear of what can go wrong these are such fundamentals okay there are industries that have completely been obliterated completely taken out of the scene entertainment i mean i'm a, i'm a guy who has always i mean i've always loved the plays. i don't think i've ever missed it. i don't know if i've ever missed a play okay Either they are the fanakas, or the heartstrings or the ensembles. I mean, I have always gone to watch from way back before I was married. I was watching the plays of Kinam like, you know, or Homemutahi, you know, the late whispers, you know, those political, very highly charged plays. I've always loved the arts and and, and all that. I've always loved to go and listen to people play some music, and you know, we've, you know, we've enjoyed doing that. You know, in my family here, that industry is gone. As we speak, it's 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 not there. <laughs> it's not there, and it's not there, and it's not been there for a while, and it may not be there for a while. Okay, so certain things are going to change. Our mindsets are changing. Our values are being. We have to look our our visions have to be recast again. You know what? We need to recast something. <laughs> Not what to cast this. We have to recast a vision again so that we remain focused and we can be able to, you know, remain uh, on track. So I think I have to finish. I've said uh, a couple of things. I didn't want to make it difficult because I thought um, it should just be a simple way of just breaking down what we are doing today. But for the upteenth time, let me simply say this way. COVID will fundamentally change social, professional, spiritual relational, family, parenting, list goes on fundamentally. We need to start preparing ourselves for a life beyond past COVID because it will be a very different place and space. There will be new opportunities and some things will completely completely uh, dissipate in thin air and you never hear them Again, I have had a chance to talk to a couple of my pastor friends once and again, you know, we may talk, and you can almost get the feeling that there is a fear, no, let me call it a fear, there's an apprehension. How are we going to face people? We told them things which COVID has oh, COVID has COVID has COVID, done. COVID has come and rendered them, rendered them totally ineffectual. COVID has negated, or is that another word? COVID has made them completely um, unnecessary, not useful, moving forward. You know, faith, like I said earlier, has to be taught afresh with proper parameters information that was only good for conversation cannot hold water anymore people want practical ways to actually remain afloat we cannot have preaching anymore as entertainment preaching now is a matter of life and death you know information now is a matter of life and death because people are grappling with fundamentals of life basic survival issues basic how do i pay rent how do i secure a future for children how do i secure i mean very basic survival issues it cannot be entertainment and um, open-ended kind of summons which have got no application or basis in whatever way my time is really up guys thank you for your time god bless